Hello, mama. Hope your day is so bright and filled with joy. And maybe even bright means cloudy weather because that sounds amazing right now. Starting to get chillier over here in Southern California, which is such a gift because sometimes Halloween is like roasting. Although I do think the high today is like 78. Which really, you know, as I said that out loud, is not that bad thinking of the past weeks when it was in the 80s and 90s. So praise the Lord. (laughs) Loving it. I hope you are getting some nice fall weather too if you're listening in real time and you're getting excited for all the holiday stuff coming up. Um, I, I love this time of year. It's so fun and there's so much anticipation in the air and I hope I get to, you know, really enjoy it now that we're kind of settled in and baby's coming and we'll see. You know, you never know how newborn season is going to go, what kind of baby it's going to be, what kind of sleeper, how breastfeeding is going to go. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be a peaceful time or, you know, I'm going to believe it's going to be peaceful. It's going to be beautiful and peaceful and amazing. And God's going to get me through it if it's not. So (laughs) that's beautiful. Um, Hey, before we jump in, uh, we're going to continue our episode on preparing spiritually for birth and postpartum and uh, delivery and pregnancy and all all the things. <laughs> um, but before we jump in, I wanted to read a couple reviews. We've gotten a lot in lately, which I thank you for every single one of you that has taken a minute to leave a review. Uh, first of all, I just can't tell you how much it means to me. Your words just spur me on to keep going when I feel discouraged or when I want to give up or whatever it is. They help me so much. And not only that, but it also helps more mamas find the podcast. It uh, Something about the algorithm in the uh, Apple, I don't know how it works, but (laughs) the more reviews you have, the more readily the show shows up for people when they go searching for podcasts. And so you are helping mamas find the hope and freedom that you have been finding through this. So thank you so much for that. I just want to read a couple. I kind of, I usually try and read all of them, but I kind of lost track because it's been a minute since I read them. It's been a minute since I've even talked to you. Uh, but let's, I want to start here. This is from a mom of three girls, and she says, she titled it, What I Needed. She said, being a mom and going through postpartum depression and anxiety, I became overwhelmed with life, and this podcast has helped me understand that I am enough and worthy to my children. Thank you so much for your podcast. I listen to every episode, and every episode I learn more about myself each time. I am strong and what my children need. Oh, that one just gives me chills. I feel like I might've read it before because I remember those chills coming on. It just makes me so excited that God is speaking that truth over you and that you are, you're literally making the enemy flee by just learning to stand in God's word because the enemy wants to tear us down. He wants to tell us that we're not enough, that, that we can't do this, but the, this is our mission, right? Like these are God's children. We get to raise up. And so what a privilege. And, uh, if God has, gifted you with a child, that means that you are equipped for this. Whether that child has come from your belly or from uh, adoption, foster care, a relative, whatever it is, you are equipped for this task. If God has led let you have a child, this is for you and you are more than enough. So I'm so glad that God is just speaking that to you. Mom of three girls, that encourages my heart so much. Um, another quick one, this is from MLV... Yeah, ML vlog. 
I can't read it. So MLV is the first three letters. <laughs> and it says, this has helped me so much in my mental health journey, helping my marriage and ministry as well. That is so incredible. Um, one more. This is from Natalie Yoko. It says, thank you so much for this podcast. I'm a new mom and everything you post has been exactly what I feel like I needed to hear. I love you how you always encourage us, but also lovingly convict us to live a life fulfilling what God has called us to. I personally struggle with procrastination and laziness. A lot of podcasts can encourage us to do just what we want and not to push us and to encourage us and encourage us to do the hard things, knowing that in the end, it will bear so much fruit. Oh, I love that. I love that God is like putting a fire under your booty saying, hey, mama, it's time to go. Like I got things for you to do in this world. And yes, and amen to that. Like he has given you gifts that we need you in this world. We are not complete unless you're going for it. Um, And I am so glad that God is inspiring you. And I think sometimes like that, like you say, procrastination or laziness, a lot of times it's connected to our fears, our pain points. And, you know, it, it might be based in feeling like we're not good enough, or it might be based in just feeling overwhelmed with life. And so um, I'm glad that through God's word and his truth that he's speaking over you, you are able to stand against that and stand up for the truth of who you are. And that is, that is incredible. So thank you, the three of you and everyone else for leaving those reviews. I cannot tell you again how much they mean to me. If you haven't done it yet, if you've been listening for more than a few episodes, please do me a favor. I work so hard to make this content available to you, how you can give back because I know so many of you are like, I just want to thank you. How can I thank you? You can thank me by pausing this episode right now and go and leave a written and starred review on Apple Podcasts. And Again, it just is so encouraging to me. (laughs) So please go do that now if you haven't. And um, believe me, it it hits my heart every time. Okay, so today we're going to finish our talk on preparing spiritually. And so let us jump in now. Let's go, mamas. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mamas. So in the last episode, we talked all about how to prepare spiritually by trying to fight off fear and all of the things that would tell you need to be afraid, whether it's doctors or stories you've heard or social media, like there's, there's so many different voices that have a lot to say about pregnancy and delivery and postpartum and all of these things. And we have to make sure we're listening to the right voices. We have to filter every thought that comes in. You know, the Bible says to take captive every thought and hold it to the truth of God's word. And so we need to be doing this. And so we talked about how to pray for our pregnancies and how to believe big and how to let God's word dictate how we see things and how we feel feel about things and not let what the world says or anything else uh, tell us how to see things and what to believe. 
And we talked about the possibilities of what this can do. We talked about the the book Supernatural Childbirth and the stories of this couple and how they had four healthy pregnancies when with no complications when they had been told they could never have children. This was impossible. And they did this, three of them, with a pain-free childbirth with, you know, no medication, like just, just pain-free, oh, natural. So we're talking about the possibilities here, what God can do. But I also mentioned that with this, like we need to pray big and believe big and and pray back God's word to him and and believe for these things. But we also know that ultimately God is the one that has the power. It's it's not in our faith. All we need to do is is believe and pray and the rest is up to God. And so if, if you've tried praying these big prayers and you've been discouraged because you didn't see what you hoped for. Your, your prayer didn't get answered exactly how how you wanted it to be. We talked about how God isn't a genie in a bottle. He's not just going to um, always just do everything we tell him to do, but ultimately he's omniscient. Wait, I get the omnis confused. Omnipotent. This is all powerful. Omniscient, all knowing. Okay, I got it right. And then omnipresent, which is everywhere. I got my omni right. That's great. (laughs) He's all of those things. But with being omni, now I have to remember it again. Omni. Oh man, now I can't. Pregnancy brain. Can I? Can I make that call? I only have like a couple days or weeks left to to use that excuse. So I'm gonna use it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's all knowing. (laughs) He knows so much more than we do. And so he can see beyond this present circumstance. He can see uh, how things are going to affect us and our children and the people around us. And, you know, it goes on and on. And so sometimes he makes calls that don't align with what we want. Not to mention that, but there is real sin in the world. There is a battle that is is being waged over our souls, over our our health, over everything. And that even though God has won the battle, we're still we're, we're in the middle of it, right? We're not to heaven yet where it's finished. God has already won, but it's this in between. And so there are real consequences because sin is in this world. And so with that, we have to know that we're going to pray these big prayers, but it might not come out exactly how we want it to. And so with that, I wanted to share with you my stories, my stories of the deliveries that I've had. First of all, I wanted to share with you my first delivery, a little bit about it. And, and share kind of just the difference it made when I went in without fear and what it looked like going in with fear the first time. And then I'll share my um, birth story of my daughter who came after I had read this book and what that all looked like. So, and I don't have my third story yet. Baby's not here yet. So we'll, we'll see when that's happening. But with my first birth, I shared a little bit about it, you know, in the last episode that, you know, they had done these scans on my son in my belly and, you know, he was supposed to be like 11 or 12 pounds and they were so worried that he was going to get stuck and they're just putting all of this fear in me. And so I had a lot of fear going in. I was so worried he was going to get stuck. And, you know, I prayed over my pregnancy and I prayed over delivery like I knew God then, but I didn't know how to take authority at that point. I didn't know that I didn't have to let this fear be a factor. I felt like, you know, I felt like at some level I needed to hold on to it to, to protect me. It doesn't always make sense, right? When we logically sit down and think about why we allow fear, it doesn't necessarily logically make sense, but it doesn't always make it easy to let go of that. And so, 
you know, I went in worried that he was going to get stuck and that he was going to be so big. Right. And on top of that too, like I also really did not want to be induced. I had been really praying that I would naturally go into labor and I, you know, just had some, I think fear around and being induced to it, heard some bad stories about it. And, you know, I just kind of wanted that experience of just labor spontaneously happening. And, and, and so all of this just kind of created this environment in my heart that just wasn't spiritually prepared, right? I was allowing fear in at multiple levels. And so the day came when my doctor wanted to induce me and there was like some weird miscommunication around it. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it all. And I'm not here to bash on doctors by any means. Many people have amazing experiences with doctors and I'm grateful this, you know, this doctor helped us have a, a healthy delivery, but you know, there's just, it was a weird circumstance and I kind of was induced without really, realizing that that's what was happening. It's a long story. (laughs) But ultimately, it put me in this like shock mode, this fear mode of like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And I just felt so out of control with that. And so I remember like after driving home from the hospital or from the doctor's office, I got home and I just was in this like hypervigilant mode where I just was really struggling and I went and I tried to clean every little thing, even though everything was pretty clean and I just scrubbing things all day long. (laughs) And, you know, we were going to go in at like, I don't remember, it was sometime at night to go in to be induced at the rest of the way. And it just was this really unfortunate way to start all of this. And I didn't have this confidence that everything was going to be okay. I wasn't panicking. I wasn't, you know, losing it, but I I didn't, I I wasn't just connected to God in all of this. I wasn't sitting in his presence and taking in his peace, right? He, He offers us peace that surpasses all understanding. So even in the worst of moments, his peace is available to us. We have a choice to, to take that and accept that. And I wasn't in that peace. And so, you know, we went into the hospital at night and got induced and, you know, everything was fine. Like, honestly, God was absolutely in it all. We had a healthy uh, labor and delivery. There was lots of pain. And even with an, I got an epidural with that being induced, it was such a different experience. And um, there was still lots and lots of pain, but he came out and he did not get stuck. And it was a beautiful moment where I got to meet my first child. And, you know, I think any of us that have had children know how amazing that experience is. Although I know many people are often robbed of that moment because of um, emergency C-sections or, you know, different factors that might play in you know, I know that God sees you in that. And I know that God has redemption in that. But it is, it is an amazing moment. And so, you know, I, I look back and I'm so grateful it all went fine, right? Like nothing went, was bad, right? It was, it was all fine. It went very well. However, I wasn't like clinging to God in all of it. It wasn't this, this journey I got to go on with him. And, but then, you know, everything was fine, right? We had a healthy baby, no complications, praise the Lord. But this fear that I had allowed to seep into my heart and my mind during this time, and I had allowed to carry with me into, through my pregnancy, into the delivery, it didn't just go away. So now I have a healthy newborn, but now I am wildly 
fearful of something happening to this baby. And I had the hardest time during this time. I had postpartum anxiety and I would just wake up multiple times throughout the night and, and put my hand on his chest to, to check if he was breathing and was just so concerned. And I like, I didn't understand the, the whole swaddle thing. I don't know. I just didn't fully grasp the purpose of it. And so in my mind, you know, this, even going back to the hospital in my mind, if I didn't swaddle the baby perfectly, something terrible was going to happen. Or even when I went, got home, I remember like trying to lay the baby down just to like, so I could, you know, put my hair up or I don't know what I was doing, whatever it was. And I was like, do I need to swaddle them to lay them down? Like, (laughs) it doesn't even make sense, but I just didn't understand the whole swaddling thing. And now I do. Now I love swaddling and I highly recommend it because it's so helpful, but only for sleeping, right? Not There's no purpose. There's no like safety thing with it. Um, but I was just in this constant fear and so worried. And, you know, we also had a huge struggle with breastfeeding and, you know, he wasn't getting enough milk and I didn't know that. And it was, it was just a, a time that I will never forget. One of the hardest seasons of my life because of the fear, because of all the struggles with breastfeeding and everything that went down with that. It was so challenging. I remember the, after the first week of his life, I remember like realizing, okay, it's been a week. And I was like, there's no way it's been a week. It feels like a month or months has gone by. It was the longest week of my entire life because I was in a constant state of fear. And, you know, even when I would try and sleep when someone else was watching him, if I could hear him crying from, you know, downstairs, I could not sleep. I was just on edge all the time. And I know some of you have dealt with this before. And so, you know, I, I didn't find freedom from this actually until it was probably a couple of months in. And I went to a women's conference my church was having and it was like a one night women's event. And I, I asked for prayer that night, which I, I usually wouldn't be, you know, I might be too scared to do that. I might not feel like I, I really need it, but I went up for prayer and, um, my friend prayed over me and something just about that moment, God just supernaturally set me free from that. And I, I just walked in with it a different confidence, uh, and that anxiety was gone and I was able to sleep. I was able to, to just walk in that freedom and just believe that God had something more. Now it it still was a struggle more than, you know, with my daughter, just throughout the, his, his newborn stage and probably the whole first year. I remember, you know, even after that still would like have, um, the camera that was on him and try and like zoom in different points to see if he was breathing. And so there was still some fear that was left over. And so all of that, right. Everything turned out. Okay. Everything's fine. I was fine. He was fine. We're all good. But I lived in this state of, of fear and it stole joy from me. It stole peace from me. It stole some beautiful moments from me. It stole sleep from me. Like there's so much it, it took from me because I was living in this fear. Now, fast forward to my daughter, right? So my daughter, if, if you haven't heard me talk about it, um, in between my son and my daughter, I had a miscarriage and through that miscarriage, because of what God did and how he spoke to me, uh, God just like snapped open this other side of, uh, my spirit even to like that I actually began to recognize who he really was and the power that he had and believe for bigger things than I had ever imagined before. And 
And so I, I went into my pregnancy with my daughter on the tail of that moment. And, and it was just a whole season of that where God was continuing to reveal to me how he speaks and how he moves and what he can do in his power. And it was just such an incredible season. And so, you know, I, I read Supernatural Childbirth around that time, and it just helped me see that there's so much more that I can believe for. I don't have to let the statistics, right? Like, cause the, the, why I had feared so much with my son was just this idea of SIDS and that just in any moment your child could be taken from you. And I, I had just let that just get into my heart and my mind. And so in this, I, I realized I don't have to let statistics. I don't have to let bad stories. I don't have to let other people's experiences. I don't have to let any of that dictate how I'm feeling or what I'm believing or where I'm at, because ultimately, right, we talk about this all the time, that's not going to help anything. That doesn't prevent anything. So even if the worst were to happen, which sometimes it does, even if it's not going to help me be more prepared for it. In fact, it's going to make me less prepared because I've already exhausted from letting all this fear rule my life that if something bad came, I'm already down and it's going to take me down farther, right? Versus if I'm standing in faith and believing for the the best outcome and the power of God and I'm standing on his word and who he is and I'm my faith isn't just in outcomes right like that's that's a dangerous place for it to be our faith needs to be in God who he is that who he is will always be faithful and always good and that means that even when the circumstances the outcomes look bad our faith is solid because it's built on the foundation of him not what he can do and so we have to make sure that's where it's built but but if if I go into a tragedy with that kind of foundation versus being my life built on fear, then I am going to be in a much better place. It's still going to be painful. It's still going to be hard, but God is going to be with me in it. And I'm going to know oh, I can get through this because God is faithful and good. And I believe that with all of my heart. And so for me, how I figured this out is after my miscarriage, I... God just did such a work in me and, you know, he spoke to me, you know, if you haven't heard me tell the story very in brief, he told me that it was a girl while I was pregnant. And then after I had the miscarriage, like the next day they called to confirm, um, that it was a girl and just knowing, hearing God's voice confirmed in me was there's something just I, my eyes were opened to his goodness. And so I was able to get through that miscarriage. You know, it was hard and it was painful, but with so much hope and such a different foundation than I'd even had with my son. And then I I built on that foundation like that. Then I read Supernatural Childbirth and I read other books and I had conversations and I started praying big prayers and, and listening to God's voice and doing all of these things. And so I went into my daughter's birth with this different kind of confidence, this different kind of peace than I had had with my son. Now, I had talked about this book, Supernatural Childbirth, and how, you know, it it not only did they believe and pray and, and have this be true, that there was no complications, healthy pregnancy, all these things, but also that it was pain-free. And so with my daughter, I was believing for those things, right? I was believing no complications, healthy, pain-free, all of that. And well, much of that did was true, um, you know, 
there was things that didn't go exactly how I had prayed. So first of all, God, God already prepared me in an, another amazing way where he gave me uh, a name for her that had this deep meaning. And I'm not going to share the story. I just shared it recently, I think. And, but essentially it's connected to this Psalm in the Bible. That was uh, the day that she was born. And he, he gave me that Psalm before she was born and told me that's the day she was going to be born. And so there was already so much faith, like going in, like, wow, God is already doing such a work. And I get to stand on, on this confidence of who he is and uh, how, how powerful he is. Right. And so I'm, I'm going in with that already. Now here's, here's the hard part. One of the hard parts of this, I, during this time, this week, as I'm preparing for the birth, everyone in my house was sick. So my parents at the time, they didn't have a house out here. And so they were staying with us and trying to be ready for when the baby came, they were going to help out. And so they were sick. My kids were, well, I guess only one kid. My son was sick. Uh, my husband was sick and it was something gnarly. Like all of them were majorly struggling. And I was the only one that was not sick. Praise the Lord. But as I'm preparing, I, I, I had this sense of the day that God said she was coming and I'm preparing for this. And, uh, you know, this isn't the height of COVID. I, th- I think the height, I can't remember exactly what height, what point all anyways, this was in 2020, the end of 2020. And so I, I, as I was praying, I, I had this concern or thought that there's a possibility that my husband would not be allowed with me into the hospital because of COVID protocol and all of these things. And so that was something that I really, I prayed through and God kind of helped me. I kind of panicked for a moment thinking about this possibility, but then God worked with me, got me through it. And I I had this peace that that might happen and that I would be okay. Now, fast forward to the day that she's coming. This is the day that God told me I'm in labor. It's all going as planned. I'm just so stoked that like, wow, this is really happening on the day God said, this is real. This is crazy. I went into labor naturally, which has been a big prayer, you know, even since my son. And so, so excited by that. And so then the first thing that, you know, wasn't exactly how I had believed and prayed was that I was, I was having pain. I, my contractions were painful. And, you know, I, I remember this moment when I first started having contractions and, you know, they were, they were getting pretty regular. I'd had them regularly the night before as well. And I remember just almost willing on the pain in that moment because I really wanted this to be it. I was scared that that this wouldn't be it, that I wouldn't be going into labor naturally or that it wouldn't be on the day that God told me. And so I remember feeling, you know, the the intensity from the contraction and thinking, I want this to hurt more because that would mean that that this is the real deal. This is really labor. And after that, I, I feel like things started getting, you know, progressing faster. And with that, there was pain. And so, you know, I had prayed and believed for this pain-free birth, but then I had this moment of fear where I let fear determine how I thought about it and what I, what I, I let my mind and my heart do. And I, I, I believe possibly in that moment, I willed on this pain. Now there could have been many other reasons that this was the result that remember God is not a genie in a bottle that just answers our prayers. Um, but he does answer our prayers. He doesn't always answer the way that we want him to, but he does always answer. 
So, you know, I don't know exactly what happened. I do know, though, that when we let fear have a voice in our life, when we let fear in, it does steal from us. So anyways, I, so I had painful contractions. Ultimately, I was just so grateful to have gone into labor naturally. So I'm praising God. So anyways, it's, the contractions are progressing. It's time to call the midwife. I had a midwife this time, which, uh, just a quick side note. I, I kind of actually didn't even intend to get a midwife. My friend had, I had asked her for a a doctor she recommended this time around. I wanted to go with a different doctor and you know, she recommended this midwife and I, you know, he was, the midwives were under a doctor. So I was like, okay, I guess this is fine. I didn't have any experience with this in the past or anything, but I really think it was a God thing because, um, I have had such a great experience with midwives. First of all, they're just so present in the birth. They stay with you a lot longer. They help you through a lot more, but also just the way that they go about, um, you know, checking for things and they don't do those scans that tell you how big the baby is and add all this fear and which those scans are wildly inaccurate. I think I forgot to tell you, but my son was not giant. He was eight pounds, 14 ounces, which is not small, but definitely not 12 pounds. Uh, and he came out just fine. He was actually a very skinny little baby. So it just, yeah, upset me. The fear that was completely unnecessary. And so all that to say, like doctors are great too. And many people have had amazing experiences with doctors, but I've had uh, such a great experience with midwives. It just, I feel like there's a lot more room for uh, me to be confident in what God says and not let these little moments of fear sneak in without me knowing. And so anyways, it was time to call the midwife and we called and I, I, you know, asked her on the phone, Hey, my husband, or maybe my husband asked her cause I was in labor, but <laughs> we asked her, Hey, my husband's really sick. Can he still come to the hospital with us? You know, and this is the height of COVID. And she said, Oh yeah, it's no problem at all. People have colds all the time. It's not a big deal. And we're like, okay, we're in the clear. We're totally fine. This is awesome. This was not unnecessary fear at all. And so we go to the hospital and, um, you know, I'm my, my contractions are continuing to progress and they're getting more intense and, you know, at that time more painful. And, you know, we're there for about an hour and all of a sudden, you know, the, the nurse comes in and tells us that my husband has to leave. And I guess we had been like talking about, you know, my husband's sickness a little bit. Cause I thought we were in the clear. I thought we were good. I would, had joked about how he had taken NyQuil and, you know, just, I, I was, yeah, all the things. And so we were just kind of open about it at that point. Cause we thought we were totally fine based on how the midwife had reacted. But I guess the, the charge nurse had decided at some point that he should not be there. <laughs> now I'm not going to get into all the drama with COVID, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. But he had to leave, bottom line. Now, this could have been a huge moment of panic and fear, right? This could have been catastrophic. For many people, it would be. Like, your your partner that's there is gone, and you are suddenly alone to have this child, right? That's intense. In the middle of labor, right? You're just trying to manage the contractions, let alone having to manage this huge thing that was very unexpected. And so he leaves and I could have freaked out, but God had prepared me. I had had that moment the week before when I was having my quiet time with God, where I had 
felt him kind of lean in and prepare me for this moment. And so I didn't freak out. I, it was hard and frustrating for a minute, but then I was fine. I was, I moved on and I knew God had me. I knew he was with me. I knew that I could stand confidently in what God had for me and that I, I, I didn't need my husband. You know, I love him. I wanted him there, but I, I had God. I didn't, I didn't need him there. And so I, you know, went through the rest of labor. I ended up not getting any pain medication, which I, I, I go with what you feel. There's nothing wrong with getting an epidural. I know there's people that are passionate on both sides of this conversation. My two cents on this is to go with what you feel. What's going to be best for you? How is God leading you? And that actually is kind of the key is what is the Holy Spirit saying in that moment? Because uh, one of my friends recently gave birth and she really felt like an impression from the Holy Spirit not to get pain medication. And But she was like, no, 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 I need this. And she got it. But it ended up um, something went wrong. It, it didn't, um, I don't need to tell you horror stories. Essentially it didn't help with pain at all. It actually hurt her back worse. And so she was like, Oh, okay. That's why he told me not to do that. God, I should have listened. Um, and so again, I don't want to add any fear to you. You don't need to be worried about that. Again, I'm just trying to help give you examples of how we just need to be guided by the Holy spirit and not worry about things or, you know, make things black and white. Because it also doesn't mean that if you get pain medication, you don't have faith. Like, I, I don't think that's true either. Actually, I have a, a cool example of a friend, and I'll tell you about in a minute, that, yeah, that countered that point. That was really helpful for me. And so all that to say, I went through it. It was extremely painful, but I did it on my on my own. Well, the nurse and the midwife were there with me pretty much the entire time. They were so amazing, so helpful. And we did it. And I had my little baby girl and she was healthy and it was so amazing. And I afterwards also swore I would never not get an epidural again because it was pretty intense. But I was proud of myself for doing it. I'd always been kind of curious, like, huh, I feel like I could do this. Yeah. And so I tested that and, um, you know, it wasn't that pain-free birth I expected, but I, I got through it and I was proud of myself. So and I had beautiful, healthy baby. And, you know, I just know that God used all of that. He used that experience of having to go it alone, um, relatively speaking, because I do need to give a lot of credit to my midwife and my nurse <laughs> and obviously to God. But, you know, without my husband, I, I I did it. And I know that God used that to strengthen me, to help me stand confidently in knowing that uh, I don't need to look to anyone else for my strength, only to him. And I, you know, have processed that with him afterwards and been like, wait, God, why didn't I have the pain-free birth? Why did this happen with my husband? And I just really think he was building a strength inside of me that is going to be used for the future. Now, I went into this birth with, with such a different mentality. I, I stood in confidence of who God was and what he could do. And, and I didn't have fear. And even in the moment where my husband had to leave, the fear didn't seep in. Like there was, there was not fear. And this actually completely transformed my postpartum experience as well. I, I had no anxiety. I, I think I can say that pretty confidently. Like, uh, I didn't even want to use the video monitor this time. This is like a silly example, but I, I just felt better just having the audio monitor. Like it, I, I, it, I 
some people don't use any monitors, <laughs> but just when she moved to her own room, like it was just such a different experience where I just no longer was so worried about this impending thing that could happen at any moment. I just stood in faith of who God is and what he can do and, and confidence. Remember that he is always good and he is always faithful. And so that completely transformed how I went into that postpartum experience. Now, you know, I did have to process like, why did I have pain? And, and I, you know, it's been a journey of trying to figure that out. And again, I think God was building a strength inside of me. And the, the thing though, that something cool happened as I was kind of, you know, newly pregnant with this pregnancy. And I was trying to figure out like, what do I plan for? What do I do? What do I, do I go in expecting? And I saw this friend that, oh my gosh, I don't even remember fully how I met her. It was from high school volleyball. I don't know. I haven't talked to her in decades, but I saw her post about, and I don't even go on social media very much, but I randomly read her post about having a baby and that it was a pain-free delivery. And it, it came right on the time where I was like really seeking God's voice to know what to expect for this baby. And what I loved about her story is, um, you know, she had had other, this is like her third as well, I think. And she had had other deliveries that were painful when she was expecting, uh, it to be pain-free and she had had complications and, you know, this one looked like it was going to have complications, but God, you know, did the miraculous. And also, she, he gave her a pain-free delivery, but also she got an epidural. Now, I know you're like, well, isn't that why it was pain-free? No, like there, I can't remember the details of the story, but essentially she was at the hospital having regular intense contractions, but just thought, I'll just get the epidural just in case. But she never felt them before. She never felt them after. She had, I think, had an epidural with previous pregnancies and, you know, even then was not pain-free. She literally just was completely supernatural. And what I love about that is it wasn't like her faith, like it was God, right? And that's what I keep trying to, to hone in is like, it's not our weakness when, when, we don't get the answered prayer. Now we do need to fight that battle and, and fight off fear and, and believe. But ultimately, even though she got the epidural, God gave her that pain-free delivery. And so you can go and you don't have to worry about the specifics of like, oh, this is this is going to mean that I, I don't have the faith for it. Like, no, it doesn't matter. God is ultimately in control. You can believe for it and do whatever you want and see what happens. And so this is where I'm at as I am preparing for my delivery coming any time now. I am just standing in confidence knowing that God's going to be with me and he will see me through it and he's good and he is faithful. And whatever the details look like, I can stand in that truth and that is an unshakable truth that will never change. And so that is my hope for all of you, wherever you're at in this journey of childbearing, or maybe you're applying this to something else, I want you to eradicate fear. I want you to let it go. I want you to send it away in the name of Jesus because it does not serve you. It is not from God. And you do not need to go into any kind of pregnancy or labor or delivery or postpartum with any kind of fear. It will not help you. And so my encouragement to you is to do that work to get to that place where you can stand in the confidence of who God is and he is who he is and he can do what he says he can do. And that is my hope for you. Whatever the details look like, it doesn't matter, pain-free, with medication, without, wherever you are, doesn't matter. You need to go in without fear and see it as this opportunity to get closer to your creator. So 
Let me just pray for you. God, I thank you, God, again, for the gift of childbirth. God, I thank you that you have trusted us with this, God. What a privilege, Lord. And I just pray you would use this in each of our lives, God. I pray that you would uh, help expand our faith through this. I pray you would help us grow in confidence of who you are, God. I pray we would see this as an opportunity, God, just to have you show up in a miraculous way. And God, whatever that way looks like, whatever um, big things or little things you do, God, I just pray that every ear that's listening, God, you would show up in their birth in a miraculous way, God. They would see your fingerprints everywhere, God, and that you could just help them to know more about who you are through this process, God. And I pray that for myself too, as I enter this new delivery, God, and that you would again, just reveal more of who you are. It would help me stand in more confidence of your power and your majesty, God. And we just praise you, God, for this opportunity. And we just command all fear to go in the name of Jesus and that we can just stand confidently in who you are, God, and your goodness and your faithfulness. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.